Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wiseone. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, darling. Welcome back to Vagina Talks. I'm Sophia, and I am, as always, honored and privileged that you're joining me today, joining us today. I invite you to just take a moment and take a breath. I have a guest today who I've been feeling if there's a kinship because we share a pelvic bowl teacher, Tammy Lynn Kent is in our, uh, in our lineage. And so we've found our way to one another and are joining together to, to brew and be and listen. And, uh, so I, I, where do I want to start? I'm in, well, I'm, everything is so bendy. Okay. I'm going to say just a few things about her. Uh, Alicia Patterson is the mentor and creator of The Way of Inner Power. 
modality that blends emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical healing with pelvic bowl awareness practices and body work. Sounds like my kind of thing. Alicia is trained in somatic psychology, massage therapy, pelvic floor healing, uterine and abdominal massage, energy healing, and more. Lots of more. The list goes on and on. Years and years of practice, years and years of study, personal and with teachers. Alicia's deepest prayer is that this awareness and education of connection and feeling our own power is available to all. So Alicia, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I want to just start by having us like breathe into our pelvic bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm just inviting a resonance. So if this is not a practice that you're used to doing, uh, relax your shoulders, relax your hips, and send your breath low, 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 low. I want to see, I want to hear, I want to invite us both, Alicia, you and I, and you two listening, to see what is just there that's like ripe to be known, to be shared, to be voiced, um, just like right here in this moment. Would you like for me to go first? Yeah, that'd be great. I was just reflecting how the pelvic bowl is such a resource for me now. And like, I feel this soft, warm, a little tingly, some um, aliveness, like pleasurable open sensations going down my legs. And I'm actually in a little bit of a healing time right now. I just had a very, you know, different part of my body. I had a procedure yesterday that is there's a part of my abdomen that's a little sore and um, achy and irritable and descending down to my pelvic bowl is like so nourishing and soothing to me and I remember a day when that was not the case so I'm feeling so grateful that like while there's something else in my system that's needing a little space and support that I have this other part of my body that is really like my number one at this point in my life, like my number one resource and support for the whole rest of my system. I love that. And I can relate to that so much, that sense of um, like there was a time where like I barely even felt my bowl. Like if I even knew to feel it or be in it and now it's, it's, I, I mean, constantly throughout the day, like it's the reference point of like, let me check in. And it's, it's this base foundation and often the place where I'm like dropping and, and, and settling and nourishing. And mm-hmm. I wish you sweet, sweet and nourishing healing in your recovery. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My bowl really wanted to say the time is now. And there is no rush. It's like this this place of 
there's so much change happening, uh, which for me is absolutely answered prayers. Absolutely, absolutely everything I asked for. <laughs> Careful what you ask for, because you like, totally get it. It's like everything I asked for, and it's coming, and it's it's not becoming less. You know, it's becoming it's becoming more. I I when I teach, I say that the um, you know, by people who really, as we commit, I'm like not digging the way I'm starting this sentence. The like, as we journey like deeper into ourselves, often the motivation is because of pain, right? Some sort right. of pain, some disconnect, emotional, physical, something that's like not working. And, then, and so often it's like this pursuit of like feeling better. What, but what happens, what I've found to happen for me and what I see is that it, it stops being about feeling better or feeling worse and has to do with more with just feeling more, just feeling, just like being with what is happening. And mm-hmm. so um, that's, I'm like very much in this, what feels like at this exact moment, heat, this like transformational fire. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's, uh, I'm grateful. It's not it's not a raging fire that it's, it's, it's a full blaze. It's a, it's steady. Like the hearth is, is pumping heat and it's, um, it's really happening. And so I'm having a deep experience of around pacing myself and yeah. that it, and, and not wanting to, um, tamp down. Like I was just thinking about this the other day of just like how many times, like I was told that I like had so much energy and was like, was like it was like this like kind of too much sort of like oh my gosh you have so much energy like you're so wild you're so like woo like turn it down turn it down and it's like yeah and then I got fucking sick you know what I mean like I turned it down and then I was like con- all contained and I felt fucking terrible and had no energy and had no fire and you know and was totally burned out and I'm having this experience now of like when I have all this energy, like letting it happen, like working on a project till four in the morning, if that's like, you know, and by working on a project, I mean like getting specific, that like guidance, that specific guidance that says like, this is the thing to do right now, like temple tending, like really showing up to ceremony and saying like, you're going to move these things around and you're going to like do this and then going to bed and having a deep rest. And then the next day, like, taking a nap and like making sure I eat good food and like that it's like it's moment by moment like people have said to me recently isn't it like it sounds like you've been doing so much like aren't you exhausted like you must be really like tired and I was like well when I get tired I rest and I realized how radical that was like it is like it's like it is tiring and then I take a rest and then I'm not tired anymore and like that's the miracle for me is that like I can rest and not be tired anymore because there was a time where it was like you can I could rest and rest and rest and the worst part was that after I rested I still felt exhausted mm-hmm. so yeah it sounds like the intuitive way like the yeah. utmost or you know solely functioning from that force that's swirling inside of you instead of anything that's on the outside which is really just for me like it's just not um, relevant in the way that it used to be the Mm. whole outer you know like everything that's happening outside of me to really let it happen outside of me instead of 
like you're saying, swallowing it and containing and making yourself small. And in my experience too, like I'm just not willing to um, stifle or silence myself in any way. And it's, um, it is radical. It's really radical in today's world, especially if you're living in the United States, right? It's like uh, the current climate is so bizarre that it's just like, this is the time. This is the time to speak up about these kinds of things. So I feel like it's a revolution. It makes me so excited. So I feel you on the energy, 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the that notion I keep coming back to. There's so much tough news to hear about. Like there's just so much news that's tough to hear. And one of the things that I often am like brought back to and like really like compelled to say again and again is like it's so much of that news isn't new there's nothing new about uh, about the destruction (laughs) of of our collective well-being right like that's not new what is new is the potency and the power and the and that's also not new but there is a newness there is a rising um a stepping forward that really is taking place uh, I want to know, I want to know what was one of the things that like becoming not silenced about I'm going through, it's like, like all these waves of like coming out, like coming out to myself and then coming out into my work or my professional life or, um, you know, admitting this like process of, of self-acceptance of like, and that place, I think about that way of the inner power, like the your work and that is such a place of, of a process of knowing ourselves and then admitting that's who we are and then being willing to share it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and so I'm curious, like what, like when I ask that question, like, does anything come to mind? Like what was one of the like tougher things to say, yeah, this is really like who I am or how I want to live or how I work. Um, that was like tough to step in into and claim and proclaim? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like, I mean, the thing that comes to my mind is like really um, kind of specific to the nature of my history and my training and the way that I've been working for many years now because I'm a counselor. Like I am a therapist and I'm licensed as a therapist. And so when I added this really like a separate um, whole new facet to the way that I work, you know, it's so wild that like, oh gosh, how do I even put this into words? You know, healing and therapy is all about being a full person, right? It's like, that's Mm -hmm. the point. That's the, Mm -hmm. that's why we would engage in that kind of work. And in my experience, especially around sexuality, it's like there's something around, you know, the sexual journey and owning all the different sexual parts of myself and like this huge part of who I am has been really um, in like such a challenging way, kind of like shunned by the therapy community. Like Uh it's like you can't be doing that and you can't be talking about that because you're a therapist 
And for me, I'm like, okay, so me being a therapist means I don't get to be a full person, but my whole like life's work is about helping people become whole. It's like the biggest hypocrisy I think I've ever experienced. And so I'm at the point where I'm like, fuck that. Like, (laughs) yes, don't for that. I do not, I do not have space. I don't. I don't even want to be like in the realm of that. So it's been hard because I think there's been um, like many people in my life for years and like the community that I'm part of, you know, I've been a therapist for years now and I'm like steeped in the counseling community. I kind of feel like I'm in recovery from being a therapist and I'm like restructuring who my people are and who my colleagues are and, you know, who are the, how do, how do I work? And it's not, um, the regulations and the paranoia of psychotherapy is extreme. And I'm just like, I'm just done. So I'm, I'm in a huge transition around that. And it's so satisfying. It's like, it feels so good to say all of it, Mm. but it's really hard. It was, super challenging for me for for a long time and I finally just got to the point where I was like you know take no shit like I'm not not taking it on anymore and uh it's huge it's this been, is huge it's huge yeah. it feels like heretic level it feels like me being yeah. like shunned from my community and if it you know like burned at the stake and I could lose my license and I could be, you know, grieved and lose all my money and like all these kinds of things that kind of come with it. And I'm like, well, I'm doing it anyway. Mm. So it's, uh, it's almost like, oh, like I'm a bad therapist. You know, I heard Madonna say the other day on a talk, I'm a bad feminist. I kind of feel like there's something around all of that for me right now, because things are just so polar, the extremes and the like polarization is um, it's kind of crazy so I'm really I feel like I sit in the heat of that with this work that I do I'm so grateful for everything you just said and everything you're walking through and your like, clarity it's like I can feel myself getting like yeah yeah that like uh, that like that it's huge like it that's it, that's the thing right it's like that's the thing the way that Um, and to me, let me slow down. I'm going to slow down on the inside. (laughs) It's so clear. Like it's so clear that our sexuality, not sex, not having sex with someone, having ownership over our sexuality is so powerful. Yeah. And so disruptive to the norm, mm-hmm. it's 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 become a very interesting affirming thing for me. Even if it's painful and shitty, and I, I grieve it, and at moments hate it, and I'm angry about it, of just being like, "Wow, this must be really important, actually, or else you wouldn't be so fucking worked up about it, yeah. right?" Like, it must be as powerful as I feel it is inside me, which is like, like, why is it that 
owning my own sexuality and recognizing that I am a sexual being, a creative being that has sexuality to it, right? That, that, that has to be kept out of, of everything to make me safe. It's just Mm -hmm. the classic, it's the classic piece of like, just take what dominant colonized culture has told us and flip it 180 degrees and you'll be much clearer to like a more shared authentic truth. Right. Which is like, we're so much safer as practitioners. Oh yeah, totally. It's really, it's so wild. And now that I've like really been in this and I mean, it's been a huge learning curve even like for me about like how, how do I navigate this and how do I talk about this and how do I make sure that I'm clean and clear with my boundaries and like that this is a, that this is a safe space, like not only for me, but for the people that I work with. And what's so wild to me is, um, when pleasure comes online, like when the body starts to open up, basically, it's really just like an expansive moment in the body. And when people start to feel pleasure while I'm working with them, it's so common. It's almost like, you know, maybe like nine out of 10. It's like almost immediately people will often go into some kind of shame where they are like, is this okay? Like, should I be feeling this here? And it, I mean, that is what just breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, this is your birthright. Like this is your vitality. This is the beautiful truth of your system. And here it's like starting to come online and talk to us. And then we're navigating shame. And it's, I mean, it's just kind of like the, um, like the unspeakable heartbreak, I think that's underneath so many of the issues in the society that we're living in, you know, power and control and rape. And it's, uh, I mean, for me, it's kind of like at the crux of all of this It's like yeah. when I, my power, then I feel shame <laughs> and it's like, you know, damn, it just, it brings it so in front yeah. of my face, like yeah. how, um, it's kind of like an immaturity of this country that we live in, especially after I get to talk with people who do this kind of work in other cultures where I'm like, wow, like the United States is just really like 10 years behind in terms of our emotional maturity and skill. That's and so generous. Yeah, I mean, centuries, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like this, This again, it's like what I can hear and like, I don't know, it's like, I, like I have this moment of just like, you know, my listeners, like, like, like my like buddies hanging out with me, like, do I just say the same 10 things all the time? I might just say the same 10 things all the time, you know, I'm just like, you know, this piece of like, yeah, like when our power comes online, we feel shame because it's been centuries of proactive attempts to get us disconnected from that power. You know, yeah. when we're connected to that power. It's so, it's so hard to convince us that poisoning our water is a good idea. You know, yeah. like it's when we're like, that doesn't feel good. And I trust my pleasure. There's a lot of shit you can't get away with, you know, mm-hmm. but when people feel ashamed and, and scared, there's a lot of of really, uh, to me, like mind-boggling things that can get so normalized. Um, 
And it's, it's been, I've really been sitting with and brewing and have been inviting people into a process of my work, my pelvic bowl work recently has really been shifting and I'm, I'm doing these, uh, small group initiations Mm -hmm. and they're about this process of coming home to our own body as a whole body, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a whole body in which your sexuality gets to be part of it. It's not above or below anything else, right? Right. Your sensuality. I've been debating, not in debating, but I've been in contemplation around stopping the word using sexuality at all Mm -hmm. because I think it's just another way of segmenting our the the vastness of our sensuality. Yeah. Because there's lots of things that arouse us that we don't want to have sex with. Yeah. There's like totally. lots of things that will like get us wet or get us hard or make our nipples go up or make us like wet in the mouth or like flush us with blood, right? There's lots of things that will do that that we're not trying to put inside us or like get on top of. Like that's not what it is, you know, that – that our active pleasure information sense is like, is a yes, right? Is this like, yes, yes response. And, and our desire to active, actively engage in the sensuality of like deep pleasure, ecstatic channels is its own practice with ourself or with another person or with multiple people that that's Mm -hmm. its own. That's just its own to me, it's like I, there's something about all of this to me that's like unraveling a little bit. That's like yeah. some people like exercise with something in mind and some people exercise with like spirit in mind. Some people exercise with like a goal and some people exercise with like spiritual practice. And some people just like to like move their body because it feels nice and they keep it catch. Like that's a sensual experience. And I think our engagement of our various levels of arousal I don't know. This is all, it's pretty edgy. It's like, it's like, I'm just in a place of contemplation. I haven't come to like a deep arrival, but there's something about this separation of like, we're these sensual beings and that's either okay or not okay. And then there's this degree of sexuality, which is like, oh, are you like wet? Like, are you dripping wet? Then like, that means you want to have sex with that thing. And it's like, nope, I'm just dripping wet because this feels amazing. Right. Like, Yeah. Totally. I feel you. I really feel like most like, I mean, because I'm a therapist, I have amazing sex therapists in my life and lots of people who are doing like deep study around all of this. And, and for myself too, like I find that there comes a certain level or time where like, for me, the word sexuality is just creative life force. Yes. And that comes online when I'm dancing and when uh-huh. I'm cooking and when I'm alone and when I'm with people. And it's, I feel like what I'm making from what you're saying, which is what I really believe is like the act of procreative or pleasure-based sex or intercourse or foreplay or whatever is like one tiny little facet of yeah. something that is so expansive and like really for me it's about health it's like health and vitality and it is just it's such a it's just really sad to me that it gets put in this box and there's all this shame and judgment and taboo and 
secrets and hiding and like really such extreme wounding around all of this that for me I'm like it's pretty easily avoidable you know right (laughs) it's just so unnecessary and it's um it really it just speaks to me in such big ways and one of my like favorite ways to bring it back to like everybody can relate to the feeling about or the image of a tiny little baby who is just only a sensual being Hmm. and like that's the pure essence right like that's the life force that's the essence of our being you know when I talk with people about um intimacy and bonding and we're like working on sex stuff and it's like confusing and People are like, wait, but, but, and I'm just like, okay, let's bring it back to the baby on the caregiver's body. It's skin to skin. There's smell and taste and touch. And it's, it's purely sensual, right? And it's so intimate. And this is where intimacy and bonding and really like safety in the world can come from is this ability to surrender and yield into the sensual body But that's like, it's so far from sex. It's supposed to be, right? Like, that's not a sexual thing unless people have some deep stuff that they need to work through. And, you know, I know that that happens, so I don't want to minimize it. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, I I think about that, too. It's actually one of the, like, I, I think radical things that I say, which is that, like, people can see little babies and get wet right like Mm -hmm. that you can be like oh my gosh like you can like or like holding a child and it's like yeah you can feel really good it's supposed to feel really we're supposed to hold babies like (laughs) like we're designed to feel good doing that you know and like and that that and not that it's like always but that that relaxation or that opening or that creative life force is is different Mm-hmm. than the pursuit of, right? But when everything, I think what we're saying is when everything is so locked down and shut down, then people are either shut down or really confused. So they mm-hmm. have n- none or they're really confused when it's happening. Um, and I, I think a lot of people, that's the worst part about it is that they're confused and shaming and anxious, having the silent suffering, not that mm-hmm. they're going crazy and abusing children right but that they feel confused or guilty or you know and again it's like it's I I may have taken your like very (laughs) you're like I don't know if I took that like a a step that's that that feels edgy but I just feel like it's like the same thing I talk about like seeing really good art or smelling really good flowers like doesn't mean that I'm trying to climb on top of that painting you know what right. I mean? Like, it's like not, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But right. at the same time, um, right. It's like, I don't know. And at the same time, like maybe someone wants to climb on top of a painting. Like, is that really the thing? Like, am I the one to say that that's not the thing? Like, I don't know. Like it's, I, I think what comes up for me is that this is what I've sat with the most as I've sat with this, which is that what I've been taught is a mess <laughs> and painful and, and not, not only, you know, but also, um, 
and that I know that I've even had way better experiences than a lot of other people. And they also have been like, like gross, you know, like, I just realized like that, like this notion of like consent or giving power away as a way of communing with someone, you know, is, is even the very foundations of these notions are rooted in a place of disconnect of ownership of like, of, of who we are. And, Mm -hmm. and then I feel like part of what's happening is like just turning the lights on in these rooms where all the lights have been out and like finding out, right? Like, let's find out what it's like when we're just sober and coherent and respectful and not making assumptions and not flailing, you know, and really slowing down. Yeah, me too. I totally, I'm on the same page. And I think it's such an interesting time to be a human because, um, I mean, on a mass level, like, I don't think consent has really been, it's like, consent has never happened on this planet. And now it's, it's something that's like surging and it's, I think it's still too small. Like there's so many people that don't care and don't think about and don't talk about and aren't, aren't even willing to explore and like help themselves unravel this. But it's really, I think it's kind of a, it's like the people who are having that discussion. It's like a pioneer level inquiry. And it's, it's hard to be a pioneer, you know, it's like, there's no formula, there's no guidance. Right. Maybe there's some mentors, but they're also trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be edgy. Like, I think talking about the stuff that is edgy, that makes people uncomfortable, is one of the most important things about this work because so many times when I'm working with people, including my own journey, like I went through this when I was working with a practitioner, pre-verbal experience presents itself. And it's, you know, our first experience of our genitals is with our caregivers. And it's like, if we don't know how to take responsibility for ourselves and our feelings and be caring of each other and also be like clear, Mm -hmm. um, we're just like recapitulating an old trauma wound at that point, which I'm like, I don't have any interest in doing that. So being able to navigate these like edgy topics is uh, I'm for me it's kind of like the fruit of all this it's like it's so because it leads to such liberation like that level of unwinding in the body of something that is pre-verbal that's like the deepest pattern from our physical body right it's like from when we were a baby yeah so so it's so wild and it's like such a kind of it's almost like trippy right it's like yeah a, yeah wait what is happening uh-huh. and, um, and it's so it's incredible it's absolutely amazing so I'm really I'm all about it and I think that acknowledging it and talking about it often really helps to have a, a way to like place it I've really been thinking about this a lot with this like initiation piece and this notion of our bodies being ours. <laughs> it feels so radical just to say that, that like that like, my body is mine and that like I get to know it and that like all of it and all of me just as my own autonomous like 
being, right, deserves to be lovingly touched and supported and cared for, that there's nowhere in my body that doesn't, right? It's not like, okay, get to the pubic bone, and now that it's the vulva, like that has to be this isolated contact, you know? Um, that that it's really interesting that you're saying this to me because I had an, actually a number of clients recently say to me, um, your touch, Sophia, this is actually one, why one client say this and then another one kind of echoed it back in a different way, which is that your touch is like the touch of my mother, like getting pelvic floor work from you. It's like there's, I haven't, I've only ever been touched like this by mm -hmm. my mother. And, and then it was just, and then it was just alone. Right. Yeah. And then it was, and, and, and I never learned how to touch myself like that. Right. I never learned how to touch myself like that. And it was this like remembering of like, I can touch myself like that. Like this, mm -hmm. like caring, loving, like, uh, like uh, the prayer of, I wish the best for you. I wish your health. I wish you to know your perfection, mm -hmm. right? Like that prayerful touch of that, like blessing, like just as you are and that, that we get it as babies, but that then, but then it's silent and nobody gets it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we like bump into sex, right? And, and so I've been having these flashes of like part of this, like this edginess that I'm being called into, right? Is this, these initiations and the, the prayer and the vision for me is like, you know, that then young women as they come into or young, any, anybody, anybody, any gender identifying anybody that they not only see it by the way that they're the adults in their lives carry themselves, but also that there are there are spaces that they go into like ceremony or sacred spaces where they're cared for, for like health and optimal space. And so right. that that's known. And then it's not like, okay, when you get your first bleed, you have to have this initiation. Like, no, it's that it's not even about that, but that, you know, it's part of the dialogue. And when the time comes that you want to be held in the circle and you want your, vulva or your testicles or your intersexed organs to be blessed, then like you can say, I'm ready to receive that initiation into my autonomous self, right? Yeah. Like this restoration that we can have that. And then you get to take your autonomous self out into the world and share it or not share it however you want because it's yeah. yours. Totally. It's so reparative. It's mm. like, uh, you know, this is where my uh, history with like being in the caregiver role as a therapist is actually really helpful because, you know, I've reparented like so many people uh -huh. and given them this new level of experience of like, oh, like this is what it could be like to have a loving, gentle, supportive caregiver basically and bringing that into the touch level with the pelvic bowl especially on the genitals is like it's this visceral um i really believe that it touches on any old wounds that we have about our parents or our caregivers or whoever it was that was tending to our body yeah. and you know it can it can be uh reparative if there's wounding and pain there and it can also be like the most beautiful reminder of something that has, like right. you said, 
just been not present for so long. And I remember that too. Like my first few sessions, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even know if I've ever been touched like this. Like it just rewired my whole, um, really my body's frequency around pelvic contact. Right. And it's, and then that started to ripple out, which is a whole different level of something to navigate because it's just, you know, it, it changes things. It totally Everything. changes things. Yeah. I remember coming back from Tammy Kent's training um, in which, you know, we give and receive as we're doing like our clinical practices. And so I have a very deep understanding that when you witness a pelvic floor session, you receive one. It's not a metaphor. Like the body just responds, especially at that level. Like that happens in general, but especially at that level, it's really powerful. So, you know, when the giving and receiving and being present and witnessing was like nine pelvic floor sessions in four days, (laughs) you know, and I remember coming back and sitting in my house and looking at my partner at the time and saying, I know I've touched a towel before but I've never touched a towel before. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everything is different. Uh-huh. Everything is different. Like everything is different. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of this too, of just being like the change, the change, the change is like, it's happening. Like I live my life at that. Like, have I ever touched this piece? Have I ever touched wood before? Ever touched a rug before? Like, um, this like level of just foundational shifting, but yeah, that it changes, it touches everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like being, uh, you know, liberated or reborn or rebirthed or whatever you want to call it because, I I do, I feel that in my own body that it was such a new, um, you know, like, okay, here I am in my body and I'm still me, but this is such a new like paradigm or vibration or frequency for me to live at and living into that is, um, it's such a novel experience. This is part of why I've actually changed the way that I'm working because I find that it is such a a new experience. It's like it's so incredibly fresh that, um, you know, I feel like people do really well with a certain level of support, like around the new experience. So, you know, checking in and asking questions or having an update and kind of just like affirms the new reality. And, um, I kind of felt like for a while I did like just almost like standard bodywork sessions, just like a, like a bodywork practice set up and people would have these huge, profound experiences on the table. And then we would send them out because I had someone else coming in and they were kind of like walking out like wide eyed and like, yep. whoa, and yep. I was yeah, it just didn't feel like I was serving people in the best nope. way. So I've really, you know, I'm only doing this work in a container now. We're like, Me too. don't have time pressure. <laughs> and we have yep. time to talk like after the session and they have time to have a bite to eat and drink water and use the bathroom. And then we get to check in in a few days to talk about the new things that are happening in their body. And that you know, I wish I had that when I went through this work because 
my integration was totally solo and it was actually mm. pretty painful. Yeah, and I believe it. Was, it. it was very challenging. So I, um, I don't know why I just wanted to say that. Like for me, oh, it's important. The ultimate, this is the most intense transformational work I've ever done on myself. And I've been in the self-work world for more than 10 years and this still kind of blew me out of the water. Like I like needed to use all my skills and my tools to even tolerate this level of work in my body. Um, so I really don't take it lightly. Like I feel like it is, uh, it's profound and it, it needs a lot of care and it needs a lot of support and it needs tools and like emotional space. And I'm glad to hear that you are also um, doing program work around this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually, I only, I stopped doing one-off sessions of it because the word that comes to mind is irresponsible. Yeah. It was just irresponsible. And, um, and so I do intensives. I do retreats where people Mm -hmm. work with me for just a few days and we do internal work inside that. If it comes up, I also am very much like just cause you come to do internal work with me does not mean we go inside your body. Like Definitely. that is like, that was a moment by moment. Like that's a whole other big thing, you know? Um, yeah. but I take a couple days and every day is it's like, I tell people like it ranges from like four to seven hours, Yeah, you know? And like, you know, it's not internal work for four or seven hours, but it's the the time together. And then I do three months of mm-hmm. integration afterwards with, right. uh, with written follow-up and phone calls and prayer support and practices and skill development. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm doing that, you know, like one-on-one and then the small group too. So you right. learn the skills, practice, receive the work practice the work and I do the work with uh like women and men and mm-hmm. non-binary so I do it with all the genitals mm-hmm. um because it's it's all the all the bodies and it was really scary the for me the first time I reached out to a couple uh just like deeply practicing male-bodied people with penises uh and I said I'm I I'm feeling really called to do this work and I need to know if I know how to do it or if Mm -hmm. I need to go and get trained specifically in this. So I I need to like, you know, because I I feel pretty clear that I do, I know how to listen to a body (laughs) and that this is a part of a body, you know. Um, Right. And, you know, and I'm open to finding, you know, I just always want to keep learning. So I'm happy to do it. But I just wanted, I wanted to know. And I was really scared and it was really powerful for me to take uh, to just make contact with the pelvic bowl and, you know, a penis and testicles and hold it and just be filled with this like deep, that same deep unshaming wash of like, this is such a precious being. Like how could anyone ever forget? And like, what, how could I think that this was somehow separate from the subscapular muscle or, or, you know, or our, our kneecap or our, or our rib cage over our heart. Like, how could I think it was somehow different than this like precious, precious collection of like blood and cells and energy that are here on this planet to, to heal, to vibrate, to generate, 
to to be loved, right? And to love, like it was just like it was just this wash of like. First, it was just it was so many things, but for me, it was a wash of of forgiveness and a wash of remembering and a wash of forgetting. Yeah. That yeah, you know, of just like wow, you know, and uh, and my friends were like that was. This is, imp- you know, they said the same things to me that all the vaginas had said to me, which was like, how do we ever get through life without this happening? Like, this is really helpful. <laughs> this is, this, we need this, you know. Um, and one of them has had really healthy sexual history and one of them had been through um, abuse. And, uh, and, and to be with those, bo- to be with those energies in those bodies, I was like, yeah, this is the work. This is the work. It just comes in different shapes and sizes all the time. Like, yeah. You know, it was like such a awakening to to like sanity. You know, like break this, like breaking through another lens, another haze, another another delusion. You know that that something else could be happening. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I love that you're doing that across all variations of the body, and I really. Something I've been talking about for years, especially after being a therapist, is um, I feel like because of the difficulty around like the dominant oppressive groups that it's, um, I don't know, it's something like, I feel like at least my experience and like what I've come across is um people who identify as men and who are kind of wrapped up in that experience. Like it's almost like they, they need um, care and love and help and resources in a different kind of way. Because like, for example, the amount of resources that I have, like books and websites and body workers who work with women or people with vaginal canals is like pretty extensive. And the resources that I have for people who identify as men who want to go on this journey are like, they're pretty limited. And it's, um, it's sad to me that like, I feel like all of the men that I work with, it's like they need even more support. And it's like, where does that come from? Because there's a lot of man hating going on right now. And it's, um, but really like the lingam and the cock and the other end of the cervix, right? Like in the tantric world, how the cervix and the lingam make that union, like traditionally in sacred tantric text, it's the other half of the union. And it's, I feel like it is so, embedded in the culture that that is um a shameful thing or that it's like the way other end of the spectrum that it it's something to be afraid of right but really it's also something that gives life it's like these are this is what creates all human life and it's it's so sad to me that there is so much shame around these beautiful bodies right that are really like you're saying like they're inherently so full of like all these beautiful cells Uh so you know I I get some um, pushback from people when I bring up that level of things but 
I I want to be an advocate for everybody to do this healing work if they feel called. Right. Well, I think so. One of the things is for me is that we are in a in a quote unquote man hating culture because we're <laughs> because patriarchy is real and colonialism yeah. and war rape has been a tool of war for a long time. A long, yeah. long time, you know, and so the the penis or the phallus as a as an injurious tool is mm-hmm. real. Like yeah. we can't forget that while we're doing this work. And but I think the thing to remember, it's like if for me, this might sound really it's what's coming up, so I'm just gonna go with it. But it's like even like swords, like even tools, it's like everything's like minerals, like everything's our ancestors, everything is the earth. And like, it's where, you know, there's this man hating culture, but there's this woman hating culture and there's this trans non-binary. It's, there's a people hating culture. There's a body hating culture and that body hating culture hates people (laughs) and bodies and and anything it can get its hands on to make us feel ashamed and separate and different. And like, we can't trust each other and we can't lean on each other and we can't open and we can't be honest and we can't say no and we Mm -hmm. can't say yes. Right. And so, you know, one of the reasons that I'm doing this work is because I've had a number of people come and work with me. And as a result of the work that they've done, they've come into a, the depth of their callings, in the world, the raising of their voice, their medicine practices, their creative pursuits. And a number of people have come to terms with their uh, gender identity mm-hmm. as a result of their work. And so my work led me even, and I was always, even when, before I learned pelvic floor work when I was in massage school, I was like, I want to work with people who don't feel like they own their body. And like, mm-hmm. and like, obviously there's lots of people who have that experience in the process of transitioning genders or just reclaiming their body when they've been misgendered their whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I had that notion all along, but it's like, it's just, it's happened now that it's like the, the gender binary fell away as a result of doing this work. Like I ha- I, I had to stop participating in it because the work itself melted it. Right. Yeah. Like, a woman right. came to me and now they're a man or a they, and that's real, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm going to respect the truth of what has occurred, then I, there all a lot of other things have to fall away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, and that, just that, I'm just like breathe. I'm just feeling that like, and that integration piece, right? Like this is, when we talk about potency, right? <laughs> we talk about a shift of who we are or like what, you know, what our our understanding of ourself is or how we share that with the world. Mm -hmm. It's big. It can be really painful. It is big. It's huge. I mean, it's really, it's like, I mean, I think of, you know, like generations ago, right? When there was like um, (sighs) such a different conversation around the reality of fluidity and that the binary is just not a reality anymore. And it's, it's so profound to be, to have people who are available to, especially in the bodywork realm, because I really feel like in a lot of ways it's safe to talk about and work on a cognitive level. But when it comes to like right. bodywork about this, 
that that's really edgy for people like that is like well (laughs) just jumped up this it is it's really edgy and I think it's part of this piece of like who has ownership over our body Mm -hmm. right like who who has that power like why would it matter (laughs) like why does any of that matter if I'm if why would any of that matter if I'm actually a professional doing what I do, which is holding someone's body with respect and care so that the body itself can heal and restore, right? Yeah. Then, yeah. W- like, where does where does anything else come into that picture where it would matter what that body part is, mm-hmm. right? Like, what gets in that way, and this is what you were talking about, is like when we're not clear or clean in ourselves and we're filling in those stories and we're bringing in those things and which happens because our lights aren't on in those rooms in ourselves and we're pretending that it's not a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the edgy or the taboo or like, cause I encounter that all the time. Right. When I talk about what I do, it's like the questions that I get and like, uh, like, what does that mean? And like this and this and this, and how about this? And like, what do you do? And it's like, um, it just feels so boxy to me. Like it puts, (laughs) it puts every, it tries to right? like people want to put things in a nice little box so that they can wrap themselves around it in a way that they like really the old paradigm, right? Like the old way that we talk about and think about it is uh it's just not relevant or valid anymore and it's, it's just not holding it's so, up it's so tough for people mm-hmm. i'm just saying this about like who what i encounter when i talk about all of this work and and naming it and being clear and clean is really like the only way to and it doesn't always happen right but if i am going to disarm the defensiveness it's like it comes from just being matter of fact and um like simple it's like this is just love and care yeah yeah people yeah people what's one of the questions that you what's one of those like taboo what's one of those questions oh gosh i know i'm not trying to think of one too um I guess like, I think for me, it's really around the piece where like the wholeness is allowed, like it's allowed to be a healing thing and not just a physical thing. Because like when I talk about this, it seems like, I mean, not everybody knows about pelvic physical therapy, right? But like some people do. And it's like, And they're like, oh, it's like pelvic PT. And I'm like, well, not really. Like, that's really not the the structure that I'm working around. Like, I'm, you know, like I'm willing to work with the cervix, for example, which is an organ, you know, like that's not pelvic floor muscle tissue. That's a whole different, um, that's just a different thing. And yeah, I, I really feel like it's because people don't really know their own bodies well enough and so it's like well and then when I mention that like emotional and memories and like family stuff comes out 
like then the question that I usually get is, is that legal? And I'm like, well, wow, that's so clear. Yeah, it sets us back like so far to even. And the answer is some places. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you know, it's real. It's some places. Yeah. Some places, mm-hmm. not so much, right? It's like we're it's like we're 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 out of the witch burnings in some places and in some ways, and you're experiencing it right now, and like in in you know in in these elements, you know, and our willing our willingness to do it. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, even the language around because I'm a massage therapist, so I have the I like made sure to look into all of this based yeah, on where me I too. Did, practicing and. Even the language and the statutes is so archaic. Like it's so embarrassing how how it's languaged in like what is and what is not legal. And I was like, geez, like give me a break here. Like I'm not I couldn't even relate to it. It was really um I mean it's basically just disgusting to me. And it's like this is just so I mean, it's a direct way of controlling That's right. the type of healing that is actually available in this world, right? Yeah, right. Well, and that's, again, that's like, it's like talk to any indigenous tribe here on Occupied Turtle Island and like medicine practices, there are so many that were actively still illegal just 20 years ago. Like, yeah. and, like, you know, like speaking your own tongue, like, and, and, and to recognize that the practice that you and I do when we're talking about deep communion with the body and we're allowing people to be their own authority, right? Like yeah. these are, these are medicine practices. This is not, this is not clinical mm-hmm. practice, even though there are clinical aspects to it. Right. And so it's to, to recognize the a level of responsibility that we have to ourselves or to right that we're talking about to our, to our clients, right. And in, in that process and in that journey, um, and to ourselves, right. Like the level of responsibility that I have to myself of like, I, I get to be really present. And like, if I'm dissociate, like, this is not like the way that I could like check out in my twenties while I was giving a massage <laughs> at a spa, you know, and like, just kind of like do my own thing and then come back around. Like I have a different level of responsibility when I'm in a space and I am really inviting the lineal, the generations of abuse to mm-hmm. be to the, for the memories to come back up and to not be a quote unquote therapist about it. Like I'm right. not there to fix it. Right. right. Like I, that's different. That's a very different thing. And again, that question of who has the power and that thing of just being like, I am not here to fix you or to take your power or to even give you your power. I'm here to like walk with you while you pick up the pieces of your power and like Mm -hmm. gather them in your medicine satchel. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's a different path. That's a different practice. And it's, it is, it's, uh, and it's awesome. (laughs) It's totally awesome. It's like really incredible. It's beautiful. It's really, I've been talking about this with a few of my friends anyway, who are like, you know, they're just genuinely curious about what it's like to be, um, I mean, it's such intimate contact, right? Like if your hand is 
inside of someone and something big passes through their body, you know, like I feel it and it's not, it's, um, for me, it really, it's like this fine line of walking where like, in some ways I'm kind of in an altered state because of how sensitive I have to be, but I also have to be so clear and like aware and tracking, um, like tracking other responses in their body and tracking my own system and tracking their breath. And it's like, it's so, it's such a dance. And for me, it's really kind of like walking between two worlds and being like, I've got to stay on this tightrope. Like I can, I can access this side and I can access this side. But for me, I think the magic happens when I'm like totally in the middle of the two Uh of them. Uh And so, and it, I mean, honestly, it's like, it takes such a significant amount of my own energy. And that's why I stopped doing the one-off sessions also. Cause I was like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. For anybody. No, it's so powerful. It is. It's a whole. I'm changed every time I do a pelvic floor session. Right. Like that's right. It's like that. It's like, I'm taking, it's like, I'm sitting in that medicine. Um, I mean, I'm sitting in that medicine, whether or not it's pelvic floor work or not, but it's like that, you know, like that, that the realness of that too. And that also what I mean by that level of responsibility of that, like really being with, with what's happening. Yeah. Totally. Yes, it is. Uh, I feel that too. It's like, you know, I receive and they receive and we're in this. Um, it's so special, you know, it's, it's so such special. a unique space to be in together. And, and we also have our boundaries. So it's, it's kind right. of a paradox in a way. Totally. Yeah. I actually have a whole podcast episode Episode number 40 is the philosophy of medicine circles and medicine calling. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually a bonus. Uh, it's a bonus recording from my training program that I actually put out as a podcast. So if anybody listening to this episode is really into this tracking piece that we're talking about, um, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a place to kind of get into this, uh, like all the things that you're talking about in terms of tracking them and tracking you and like keeping boundaries and like staying in your own center and yet bridging and connecting and all of that. It's such, it is its own, uh, like in that in and of itself is its own form of, of like pursuit study and mastery and mystery for sure. Yeah. That is a skill set. That is like a skill set. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I have two closing questions, but I'm happy to have you say whatever else you want to say before we move in that direction is when, you know, I'm kind of, I was, I'm kind of, I'm hearing that bird chirp. So uh, whatever else you want to say or share as we're kind of having this conversation. I mean, it's probably a whole other conversation in itself, but it's what was arising for me is that, um, like a lot of the feedback that I get and some of my own, like I do, I have stuff around this about like what can happen in the um, in the tantric world around like boundaries and clean energy and, you know, all the schools that are coming out right now about like the leaders of tantra schools that have actually been having sex with their students and how I just wanted to mention it that like, there is a lot of stuff that does happen in this world 
where things are confused and there is manipulation going on and it it's something to be aware of and it's like you know if you're gonna work with somebody around this I think it's really important to be uh, very curious about like where they're coming from and how like how does it feel you know like I've had so many people say to me like the only people in my area are these Tantra practitioners and their boundaries just feel so funky and like leaky and it's really uncomfortable, but I want to do this work. Uh And I think it's so important to just listen to like, to really listen to ourselves about what feels right and what doesn't feel right. And, um, you know, I just felt like I had to say that boundaries are key. Yes. Yeah. And I also want to say like, and as we dismantle all of this stuff, if you want to work with a sex practitioner as part of your healing, that doesn't have to be leaky boundaries. You totally. can just be yep. adults <laughs> and work with a practitioner and go in knowing that you're engaging or like that, that, that it's like, I want to, it's like lifting that up too, of just being like, that doesn't have to be a leaky and gross boundary space. There are lots of people who do that with a lot of transparency and a lot of clarity and really good boundaries. And it's yeah. about it's about sex and it's about spirituality and it's about power and it's about that all above board. And it's not yeah. under the guise of therapy and it's not under the guise of Tantra, the spiritual practice, and it's not under the guise of... Um, I don't know, something else, right? Like it's, it's, uh, a, a, you know, or I'm going to say like an artist's photo shoot muse or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's so many ways that that it's like, if what you're looking for is, or what you're drawn to is that, um, then it's also the same thing, which you just said, which is like the boundaries got to feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, And if, and I think that's part of what comes up for me when I think about like a lot of these like Tantra schools getting outed is that a lot of people have been trying to figure out how do I share the medicine of Tantra without being ostracized as being a brothel or illegal or a sex working space that, that kind of shaming has complicated those spaces because what you do is you have people, you have a a confluence of people who just want the medicine in an autonomous way and people who are actually in pursuit of finding consorts and finding co-practitioners. And so, so that gets really complicated, um, you know, and, and it's that notion of like, like, you know, if you think you might want to sleep with your sex spiritual teacher, just know, just have that be up front as a thing. Like being a, like, and, and if you don't know how to be an adult about that, and I don't mean that in a shamey way, I mean that in like, if you don't know how to do that and that you get, start to get shut down or clampy around that in any way, then like, that's probably not the thing, right? That like just some pelvic floor ownership of your own stuff or study of the sex medicine and ownership of that for your own self like in your own self first right that like as we come home to that ourselves then we have an ability to be able to navigate and interact with sex practice and sex practice is something that is like just not it's still I mean it's illegal it's still it's Nevada we have one (laughs) state where it is not illegal and I still don't know how well a straight up like if it wasn't named Tantra, if it was just like, I do some blood magic, <laughs> sex magic, like come 
and be anointed and, you know, drink these plants and like be in a trance state for seven days. Like, I don't know how well that would go over in Nevada. I don't know. I'm not a law expert, you know? So it's like, and that's like not the best idea. If Even for those of us who, you know, I'll speak for me, who has visions of these like recognition of like altered trance states and like using ecstatic connection um, to heal the planet, to heal our bodies, to heal the waters, right? I, I recognize right now that there is some distance between who I am and my ability to stay in my body and stay in my power and give voice and say no and say yes, right? Like I have a lot of territory that I, I've claimed a lot of it and there's still more um, mm. before I, I could go into that space and, and really pursue that in an altered way and be confident that when I walked away, I, would, I could say that I sat in my own power and didn't get sweep, swept into someone else's. Yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. That's such an eloquent way of talking about what I am trying to say. I mean, like I'm a huge fan and support of sex workers and sex, surrogate partners and, you know, everything in between. And for me, it's like the clarity, like the right. clarity. It's like, and that's not what you and I are doing. Yes, definitely. Like that's just not like, I don't know. I might be doing that in 10 years, but it's not what I'm doing now. Like I'm yes. very clear on that, you know, like it's like, that's not like I'm, I, I am gifted the ability to touch someone now in a space with the clarity and prayer of, of, I'm not even going to say a mother. I'm going to say the mother. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say like this, like that, right. Like that healing and restoration. And so when, as that's the medicine, then that's the medicine I'm going to kind of work with. Yeah. Yeah. You said, yeah. Two final questions. Did I cut you off? No, no, not at all. I I just, you, you said it, you were like, this is like a whole conversation in itself. I was like, yeah, I know. I'm really into it. Um, Like really, it's a good conversation. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I had it. Let me see. Yeah, I think I just want to say one more thing about this, which is that when those voices, because when we start to get that, like, whether it's outside laws, um, like in in December, Facebook announcing they're going to shut down all threads about sex and sex education and anything that might be sex, like anything explicitly sex oriented. Yeah anything at all right that kind of shutdown really so first of all it's like ouch painful duh Ugh, again the persecution like all of those elements and at the same time the opportunity and the medicine is for us to say to get louder and clearer like this is the reclamation of your own body this is ethical pornography this is uh sex work this is erotica this is spiritual sex practice, right? Like it's an invitation of being like, instead of getting quieter, which is what that, that shutdown and control wants us to do, right? Is Mm to, is to get scattered and to start generalizing our messages and make them less, make them more palatable or to go underground and not talk about it at all. And yet what I think it's actually doing in a lot of us is going, Oh, let me get, let me, let me hone let me get more specific. Like, oh, you think I'm that? That's not a problem, actually. But but this yeah. is what I am, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, sex workers being like, oh, no, like, I'm not. Nope. Like, that's that practitioner. Go over there. 
right? Mm -hmm. It's like, nope, I'm a stripper. Like, that's like, I'm a dancer. Like, I cultivate erotic movement in my body and I teach other people how to do it. That's different. You can go here. Like, really expanding that is part of keeping the lights on, that the attempt is to turn the lights out on us. And that I think a lot of us are taking the opportunity. even just internally and in that, like, you know, you just, it's like, I'm not, it's not taking any more shit. Right. I'm just being like, Nope. We're just going to get like louder and clearer. And as I say that, I can feel this, like the vulnerability and like, ah, I'm saying these things. Like we're saying these things. Like it's, it's scary. Like maybe we'll come and get shut down, but, um, but then it'll just, the wisdom can't be stopped. It's like, it hasn't yet. (laughs) So it's not gonna, we can totally go. The wisdom will per- will perpetuate. I feel like that's the. Um, I mean, I don't want to minimize the like heartbreak around the reality of what's really happening, but I do think that there is like this facet of really amazing um, stuff coming out as a response to the reality of the shutdown. Yeah. And you know, like all like Congress, right? Like this recent thing and the types of people that got voted into a certain kind of office space that like may not have happened if we kept playing the middle ground. And it's like, there is this, I feel like there is this talk back and there is this strength and voicing and mm-hmm. speaking out to a level where, you know, like if things were still, I mean, these things have always been happening, right? But if it was still so um, masked and like behind closed doors in the way that it was, I don't know if there would be such potency in the talking back to it as there is now. And like you're saying, it's kind of forcing people to get really clear in a way where maybe, um, I mean, even for myself, right? Like I've, I've had to clarify a lot of things about the work that I do in the face of what's happening just in this country. And it's, it like pushes me to do that. And because I have a ton of privilege, I like Word. have the tools and I you know, I'm, like, have, I have access to help myself learn these things and to expand yeah. my language and to, you know, go to workshops and read books. And I mean, again, that's a whole other conversation in itself, but it's, it's yeah. like it's providing me the opportunity to really be an advocate in a whole new way that I wasn't before. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to like high five you through the. Woo-hoo! Yeah, high five. <laughs> I did just high five myself. Yeah. <laughs> just clap yeah. my hands for both of us. Yes. i've always wanted to be a foley artist um sound effects they're rad so so my my two closing questions alicia are my my second to last question is how do you like people to be in contact with you find you what are you up to um i know you're working on a book do you have social media that you like to work with uh, where, what's the invitation? How do you, what's, where do you want people to find you and be with you? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, so my website, my like business name is the way of inner power. 
And all of my social media accounts are like centered around that. So um, looking up my, probably Facebook would be like the most simple way is to look for the way of inner power. And I have a private group on that page that is, I'm posting videos, I'm teaching content. Um, I'm also on Instagram and I have a website, but you can find all of that if they go to Facebook. Finding my Facebook business page is probably the most streamlined way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I feel like I just want to say like a lot of what I speak to and talk about is the womanhood journey because I so deeply identify with that and it's yeah. what I know really well. So I do, I end up like really talking to that a lot. Um, and that doesn't mean that like, I'm not also teaching things about the body that are versatile and important, but I just wanted to say that, you know, a lot of my verbiage and teachings is really connected to like my womanhood process. So beautiful. Yeah. I love it. It's like clarity, right? It's like, we don't mm-hmm. have to be any different. We just get to be what we are and yeah. have that be potent and powerful. And yeah, like just really hearing that. So thank you. Thank you for saying yeah. that. And and it's like, it's, it's a clear, it's a clarity and an invitation, you know, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I'm really happy to be in dialogue about it. And I'm, you know, I'm like, like I said in the beginning, I'm like wrapping myself around how to be, I'm talking with you actually has been so helpful around, um, like being responsible around my language because all the, and you know, they're amazing people, but all the people that I've studied with and have really taught me about pelvic bowl healing are still using the binary language. So Uh I feel like I'm doing my own work around trying to like unravel that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I just feel like all of that is, is important to say that like I'm open to being in dialogue and, and I do, I kind of gear my teachings toward people who are like, I want to navigate the womanhood journey. Solid. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's rich. It's all, it's like, yeah, I just dig it. I'm just in, I'm into it. Into it. Uh, I, I, that just literally when I said I'm into it, I just saw a cervix in my mind's eye. <laughs> So let's just say that out loud of just being like the depth, right? Like this, like, like the depth, it's like the womb and the womb energy, the generative container and the seeds sprouting. It's just, it's all there and it's so deep and it's so potent. So the last question, the final question is, um, so we're birthing this new paradigm and new world, right? You're with me, Alicia. It's like not a metaphor. We're like, we're bringing, we're talking about like phasing another realm of reality into existence. It's like already here and we're bringing it through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. I feel Okay. Yeah. On the same level. Okay. Great. So (laughs) this is like a, it's like before we get to the question, it's like, you know, we got to like, okay, same level. Okay. So the question is what does that look like like where are we going what are we bringing in what are we calling in the invitation is for you to weave a piece to like weave a thread 
in that tapestry that we're calling in. And if you could um, share it with us in present tense. Mm -hmm. Well, it feels like this question is something for me to like drop my thinking mind and go back into my body and yeah. let my vision just come and uh I mean I should, yeah I feel like I should just say that a whole um facet of this work that I actually I don't always talk about it but it's what's coming is really like um the power of like sustainability of life on this planet and that so how can I put this into words pelvic bowl healing for me is so much about coming into the power and the groundedness of our legs and our feet and through that we actually feel the earth and if we're feeling the earth that we just cannot keep functioning the way that we do because none of us will have a home so I really feel like what I'm seeing is more and more people waking up to like the true connection of their body with the great source of all of our life. And that this is like, I feel like so many things trickle down from this, like respect of other bodies. Like you can't, act in such a violent way if you're connected to the earth and you're feeling that person that you're with you know so for me yeah. it's really like the ground and the connection and the um it it impacts everything so I think everything else that I could talk about is like this one thing that I'm mentioning mm -hmm. about feeling the earth and feeling the truth of our bodies and feeling each other and that that surpasses um I mean really I believe that we're going to get to this point where famine and epidemics and disease wipes out some humans because it kind of has to like that's that's what has happened when we deplete our resources right and so I'm kind of like if and when that happens if and when civilization or society crumbles I want to be on the like healing survival path and this work for me is what has connected me to that so I feel like I got really meta on you but that's what came through so no it's like that's the that's the thing I feel like I have a song that's knocking I'm just trying to hear what a couple different ones came. Well, I love the share. I love the, I love just the simplicity of feeling our legs. Let's see, are you there? Are you there, Song? Are you there? So this is, uh, this is the song that came knocking and it's um, it 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 came to me in a session one time and I know it was it came to me as a faint memory of a song that I had learned when I was a child um, but I couldn't remember the song 
And so it was just the echo of it that then kind of gave, gave life to another, another version of it in me. Um, and it goes like this. I am an old growth maple. My roots, my roots grow down. I am an old growth maple. My roots, my roots grow down. I am an old growth maple. My roots, my roots grow down. They grow down, they grow down, deep in the earth, yes, deep in the earth. That is so beautiful. Thank you. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being with us, Alicia. My love, wherever you may be, in your car, in your garden, on the bus, uh, jogging, sleeping, writing, wherever you may be. I wish you well. I wish you deep wellness. I wish you uh, the quenching of thirst from the freshest, most delicious draw from the well. I wish you all the wells, all the well-being. So be well and receive this is, I feel bold saying this, but Alicia, would you like to join me in, in sending them our blessings, our singing pelvic bowl blessings? And, uh, and just, just, that's it. I just, just love, just, I'm just waving, just wom, 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 just whomming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels, I feel it. So it feels good. So be blessed, know you're loved. Say it yeah. again. That's the essence, right? It's this natural wave of the system so I'm sending all of my blessings to anybody who's watching and I really appreciate you inviting me onto the space you are so welcome all right many blessings thank you so much for listening thank you so much and thank you Sam thank you Sophia <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes, so go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it, and share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram, at SophiaWiseOne, uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wiseone, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Oh. <laughs>
Y'all know you need to hear that though. <laughs> you know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about vagina talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.